On today's show, we continue to recap overall a pretty successful West Coast trip for the Milwaukee Bucks. They are clear on the top of the Eastern Conference standings. But is there something to be worried about this team? That is the question I'm going to ask Camille. That's the question I asked our listeners last night. Is there any panic about the Bucks? We keep talking about Giannis and the MVP. Is the scoring title the one thing that this man doesn't have? We're going to talk about all that and more. Let's get into it. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Alongside me from the Technical Foul Podcast, and of course, Locked On Bucks on a weekly basis, Camille Davis, uh, for today's show that is brought to you by the Ultimate Basketball GM, Camille. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NBA GM and you think you can do a better job than John Horst, then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebasketballgm.com or look it up on the App Store. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo. Locked on, uh, that's all caps there in the game. 100% free boost. Sounds like some salary cap uh, manipulation there that could get you in trouble down the line. But anyway, Ultimate Basketball GM, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Thanks to everyone for making Locked On Bucks your first watch or listen of every single day. We appreciate it. Last night, the postgame pod came in a little bit late, but it didn't stop all you maniacs from getting in there and dropping your comments and your likes and your dislikes and everything in between. We appreciate it. So subscribe, comment, like, review, all that stuff. It's free to do, and it uh, it seriously, seriously helps us, and we absolutely appreciate all the support we get on this show. Camille, overall, I think it's happy days. If you're a Bucks fan right now, I've got the standings right in front of me, 50 and 19 on the season. I mentioned it last night, first team to clinch a postseason spot, first team to 50 wins, and... I didn't really dive into the more broad aspect of this, but you've been through it all, Camille, as a Bucks fan. You've been there for the crappy days. Now we're here for the glory days. And it changes a little bit because we go through all season saying, all right, the Bucks are really good, but if they don't win a title, it's a failure. That's what happens when you're a contender every year. But this team, before Mike Budenholzer came to town, they had only won 50 games once since the 80s. They've now done it in four out of five years, and the one year they didn't do it, they were 46 and 26, and it was a shortened season because of COVID. So essentially, I'm saying five straight 50-win seasons based on, on the winning percentage. We just want to make sure we do enjoy this little ride into the postseason here because this last month and a half stretch, I'm living in the moment. That's totally fine. But it has been as fun as any regular season stretch I can remember. It's been awesome basketball, and now we're starting to see all the pieces come together. Absolutely. Absolutely. I saw a tweet about it and I thought about it and I was like, this is so true. And this is the best Bucks team of my lifetime. And thank you. Okay, so you're all in. So, okay. So you're all in on this version of the Bucks because I spoke about this last week saying that it's hard when you've actually got a title team that you're comparing it to. But right now you, you, you think that this group that you've got, you feel the best about this Bucks team compared to any other, obviously in the Bud era. 
I do. And it's weird to say that when we have a championship team, but when you think about who was playing in the rotation, mm-hmm. most of the main guys outside of PJ Tucker are still here at the moment. And now the death behind the main guys who are playing in that finals run, uh, it's better. Um, it's, it's a better bench right now than what they had before. So just looking at the depth of the team, I'm just, I'm impressed. And like you said, I've just been trying to really enjoy the moment and enjoy the team, enjoy watching Giannis, enjoy watching Chris, enjoy watching Drew, so on and so forth. Enjoy watching Javon Carter getting better and hitting pull-up threes out of nowhere where you're like, I know other people are going to say that's a bad shot, but it's kind of in his bag. Like this team every night, it's been something where it's it's something interesting to watch. Seeing Joe Ingles and how he's, you know, fitting into the team, Brooks resurgence, uh, it's just it's just a really, really good team. And I saw someone else word it this way, and they said the Bucks might be like uh Giannis and the Bucks might be like Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, where they're inevitable. And you spend the regular season looking at all these other teams saying, Well, they got this and you know, the Bucks don't have that. Like, so clearly they can beat them this way, but it's like maybe we're overlooking the fact that this team is inevitable. Like this is a championship quality team for sure. And I felt that they could have won a championship last year as well, health pending. And that's the only thing with this Bucks team that gives me pause. And I would think that most fans of other franchises would say the same thing. Like if we're healthy, I will take this Bucks team up against anybody. Uh, the Boston Celtics have been slumping as of late. So it's good to see that they're not playing their best basketball right now. They're a team that I still, you know, after the playoffs last year, I see them. I understand what they can do. So I feel like if the Bucks can make it out of the East, like the I don't want to say use a job quote and say, you know, the West, I'm not worried about the West or anything like that, but um, it's going to be a bloodbath to get out of the East, especially if you don't retain the number one seeding as we discussed before. So this Bucks team, I'm all in on it. Giannis continues to improve. I know statistically some people are saying he's having a down year, but again, you look at the whys behind it. Chris Middleton hasn't played most of the season, took on a bigger low, was trying to do a little more. And even to hear Giannis say more recently, now the team is more healthy, that he doesn't feel like he has to do everything anymore. And you can lean on the team and you see the depth of the team. And man, it's just been really fun to watch. Even these late, this West Coast road trip. And normally I'm like struggling to stay up. Like when we get to halftime, like the break in action normally sends me to sleep, but haven't been able to go to sleep during these games. Like they've just been too entertaining. And it's those types of games in the regular season against the contenders that get you yeah, you're really juiced up. It yeah. certainly does for me because you had the Warriors, the Kings, and the Suns in succession. They got the Celtics and the Sixers still to come. A road game against Denver, that's a back-to-back. We'll see what the Bucks do there. Although they've been playing guys on back-to-back, so we'll see uh, how the Bucks manage this. But the, the area where the depth comes in, and we're going to get to concerns for this team. A number of our listeners said, I'm concerned about Bud and the rotation. So I want to ask you about that as this show continues to roll on. But what it does when you've got the depth in the regular season is that it allows you to say, all right, we've got a back-to-back coming up. Hey, Chris, you're going to play the front end. Who is – Chris is a far better scorer, but who's comparable in the facilitation of running the offense? Joe Ingles, all right, Joe, you have the first night off, and then we're just going to play either one of you guys. Uh, Wes Matthews, we might slot you in for the back half. You play 10 minutes. So the depth is allowing this team to continue to win games in the regular season and and try and hopefully lock in that number one seed uh, while getting guys rest. Because for a lot of teams, you know, if you're resting those key guys, 
you're kind of tanking games and that does hurt and it becomes a bit of a battle uh, with the seeding down the stretch. The Bucks three games up on the Celtics. And if you look at the schedule, Pacers tomorrow, then the Raptors, then the Spurs. So some really winnable games. And then you, you have got that back-to-back the following weekend against the Jazz and the Nuggets. And then it gets a little more serious with some of these games. But you're three games up. The Celtics and the Bucks have played 69 games now. So, you know, three games up with 13 to play. As long as you don't mess it up royally, you're in a pretty nice spot here down the stretch. So it's going to be fun. Before we move on to some of the perhaps panic stuff uh, when it comes to the Bucks or the, you know, the, the negativity that always sits in the back of your mind if you're a sports fan of any team, uh, Giannis... I mentioned the MVP stuff last night. It's going to, going to continue to be a race. I mentioned the fact he's played 54 out of those 69 games and another two of those games barely played, which actually does hurt his points per game, those two games that he didn't play. And Frank is pulling his hair out if he's listening to this podcast. But right now, he's at 31.5 points per game. He's never top 30 per game. Joel Embiid's at 33.4. I am fascinated over the course of the career of Giannis, whether he's able to get a scoring title. And this, I'm not desperate for it, Camille, but this is just one of the things that he doesn't have, one of the very, very rare things that he doesn't have. Um, it'll be a nice little cool thing to add. I think he's probably run out of time this year. That's mm-hmm. a fair old gap to catch up. But the scoring title is something I kind of kind of want. I want to get greedy here. I'm not mad at that. And as the season started and it was going on in the early goings, it seemed like it was going to be well within his you know, reach yeah. to be able to attain that. Although it's ha- it's been a season of just explosive NBA scoring. Like the, the scoring has been ridiculous as we've talked about, like from Dame dropping 70, getting 71 and Donovan getting 71 and Luca putting up 60 points. And it's just, it's been a scoring explosion. So the thing that's been cool about watching Giannis this year is that he's also been having his own scoring explosion, multiple 40 point games of 50, like over 50. Like it's, it's been really fun to see. So I can see why you'd be like, you know, I want this just to add to the hardware because Giannis has so many other accolades and awards. He's already broken so many franchise records um, at this point. He's broken more this season as well. His name is all over Bucks history. It would be nice to have him also have his name on that scoring title. But like you said, this season, I don't see it happening. I think uh, missing the games and also the couple that he was in there where he only scored a couple of single digit points and they were a little too far gone at this point as well. And I think Joel Embiid is really going to try his hardest to maintain his current lead as the scoring leader in the NBA. But Luke is right on his back. Dame is doing Dame dollar things and, SGA is actually right behind Giannis as well. And I'm not sure if the Thunder are going to continue playing him regularly, but he might even lap Giannis at some point. I'm not sure, but I don't think it's going to be this year, but I can see why you would want it. And while Giannis has said before, you know, he doesn't play for certain accolades and whatnot. um, It would be so fun if he would just, if we could have one of those seasons where it's like last day of the season, everybody's so close. We get one of those like David Robinson performances where it's like, just keep beating them and let's see if we can get this title. And first of all, let me just say, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, the Thunder, they're in the eighth seed right now, Camille. They're going Mm -hmm. for that seventh seed for that Oklahoma City, Sacramento Kings first round, which would just be the wildest stuff and probably both teams (laughs) scoring 150 points a game. That's what I'm hoping for secretly. Kings, Thunder, in the first round, but you're right. Six guys averaging over 30 points. So Giannis right now, 31.5 points per game, and he's fourth. Imagine if you had said that at the start of the season. So it's absurd. Right. All right. 
Let's get to some of the concerns we might have for this team. And I'll go through some of the YouTube comments we had. As we said, the Bucks are absolutely flying right now. But what are we worried about? What is actually concerning us? We're going to get to that next after I talk about the ultimate pro basketball GM. A game that's, uh, and look, I don't play many games, but a game that I'm, I'm pretty excited about that you can get on your phone here. And if you've ever dreamed about becoming an NBA GM and managing your basketball franchise, your dream can come true. And this game is definitely for you. You get to hire coaches and assistants. You get to trade and train players. You get to make draft picks and you get to navigate your franchise through free agency and the draft and all the ups and downs of a season. Locked on Bucks listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise by using the promo code locked on in the game store. Make sure to check it out to download the game. Visit probasketballgm.com. Scan the code on your screen right now on YouTube or look it up in the app stores. That's probasketballgm.com. Ultimate Basketball GM. Start your dynasty today. And just uh, get your John Horst on and see what you can do with the Milwaukee Bucks and make all those moves that you desperately hope this team makes in what's going to be a fascinating offseason. Okay, so everyone always accuses me of being a little bit too positive on this podcast, uh, Camille. So last night, after doing a solo pod, which, check it out, I was pretty... Fired up, I think. It was cool. It was a cool win. Bucks are flying. No reason to be down in the dumps about what we're watching from this Milwaukee Bucks team. But I said, all right, let's just have some fun here. Let's ask on YouTube, what is your biggest concern about the Bucks? So I want to go through a few of these. Golden Age Flash. I don't know what that means. So his biggest concern is staying healthy and injuries. Fair enough. But this is where it got a little bit interesting. Uh, one listener uh, Porto Strength Union said the new owners. Eh, I don't think that's something to worry about right now. Maybe in the future. Mm-hmm. Someone uh, C3 MVP said too much depth. A worry bud will go back to his old ways and spread playoff minutes too much. Giannis, Drew, and Chris all should be playing 40 minutes a game if needed. Uh, M2 Adventures says the health of Chris. So let's throw it to you. Well, I think we're both kind of, you know, we lean positive for the most mm-hmm. part. So right now, 50 and 19 bucks, 13 games before the postseason, favorites for the NBA title. Uh, what's If anything Bucks related is keeping you up at night, what is it? Um, if I had to pick something, and I, I've mentioned it before on, on here and on Technical File as well, just it's, it's health is first and foremost. As long as they can stay healthy, I think the Bucks have a shot against any other team in the NBA. Um, so health, first and foremost, you see the things that have been going on with Chris's knee this season, which has been new to Bucks fans and, you know, NBA fans in general, because we've never seen that from Chris Middleton before. Um, again, Chris mentioned that it's not, nothing uncommon for him. Normally happens in the summertime after the season, but it happened this time during the season. So dealing with the end season has been a different uh, cross to bear for him, I guess you could say. So Health, you see Giannis, you know, the knee injury reports, then you see the the wrist. And even during the game last night, like I noticed a few times he's just flexing his wrist and kind of walking, holding his wrist. And after the game, you see him with the ice pack. So it's just kind of, I just want these guys to be as healthy as possible. Brooks appearing on the, the injury report with, I think it was a, a knee for him, or I can't remember what it was exactly, but um, just hoping that, you know, while we're pushing for the number one seat, which again is why I said health for me is most important. Um, so health, first and foremost, keep these guys together as long as they're healthy when we enter into playoffs and throughout the playoff run. Uh, I like this against anybody. And then to the comment about Bud having too much depth, I don't necessarily disagree with that. 
that's something that was a concern of mine as well as I keep kept seeing how deep the Bucks were getting. Like, you know, sometimes having too many options can be overwhelming. It's, it's, it's about pushing the right buttons at the right time. So if I had to pick another concern outside of health, because again, health is probably something that most fan bases would choose. They want to be healthy going into the playoffs. I would probably have to pick just rotation, just making sure we're pushing the right buttons at the right time. So far in this regular season, watching what Bud has been able to do. Um, there haven't been too many games where I felt like, oh my God, this why didn't you play so-and-so over so-and-so? Like I haven't had too many of those moments this season. But again, the Bucks have had their own injury, you know, misfortunes this season. So it's been a lot of guys in and out of the lineup. With so many guys in and out, Bud's been able to kind of just, you know, put certain guys in there, get more minutes they normally would possibly, or see what they can do. So I'm hopeful that all of this work that's been leading up, you know, throughout the regular season come playoff time, depending on matchups, we know exactly or Bud knows exactly, you know, what buttons he wants to push on this team, what schemes he wants to run. So um, that's just one thing I've been looking at with the roster over like the last few weeks. And as we continue into this playoff push is just kind of like which combinations seem to to work together like what what do we have here cooking it like you see it with Joe Ingles and you see it when he's playing with uh, Brooke Lopez in particular they have a chemistry that's developing that is so beautiful I saw uh our friend Justin Garcia tweet out 7-11 is always open so I like that I like that and I feel that too so yeah just rotation um and health really the what some of the people in the YouTube comments pointed out would be the two that I would say as well so I want to get to the depth stuff a little bit more as we continue this show, because I do think that it's a fascinating conversation, but I, I would push back on it a little bit based on what we've seen over the last couple of postseasons. So I want to get into the bud stuff and the depth of this team. It's always hilarious. It's like, if you don't have enough depth, you're in trouble. And now there are, you will hear people, and it's not just this show, it's not just Bucks fans, but it's all over you know media. They've got too much depth. It's like, okay, well, what would you prefer? Not enough depth? Or too much depth. I think I'm taking what the Bucs have got right now. But your point about the the chemistry with this team is really good because we've gone through stages of this season and I've discussed it on this show where it's like, well, it has to be a grind for this Bucs team. They're in year five of going through the regular season. They are a little bit older. Mm-hmm. All these guys have been there before. They're aware that there's nothing to be gained in the regular season for this team. Obviously, seeding. But no one's going to give the Bucs respect if they finish the number one seed and then lose in the conference finals. They're going to say, no, it's a failure. So everything that the, this Bucks team is playing for is about to happen. And I think that's why we're seeing this team ramp it up. So you have to find ways to motivate each other. But if there's any silver lining for what this team has gone through from the health stuff, it is, you spoke about Joe Ingles and, and Brooke Lopez, but it's the relationship that Joe Ingles built with Chris Middleton while they're both in rehab. It's being able to bring in a Jay Crowder who knows Wesley Matthews and has gone to war with these guys before. And all these little new pieces, they just add a little bit of extra juice to this team. And it's remarkable to me that this is a team that has consistently been able to bring in guys that no one brings it down. No one brings the mood down of this team. This is why people don't talk about the Bucks. We've said it because they get along too well. There's no drama. They just go about their business, win basketball games. So the fact that they've been able to get through the hard part of the season and now get to the point where all these guys can see it, they know what they're trying to chase. I think they've timed it uh, to perfection in terms of the motivation stuff as well. But it's we've said it before. It's just a really, really cool team to watch on a daily basis and see the competitiveness and, and all those kinds of things that we love uh, as fans. So I want to continue to get into the bud stuff uh, as we continue to roll. 
But first, Built Bar. Built Bar March Madness has arrived. And the Built March Madness bracket is here. And you all know what I'm talking about because we've been doing it for the last couple of years. We know you have a favorite bar or puff. And now it's your time to make it count. Go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know, I'll be voting for any type of variation with uh, some coconut in there. Big fan. And uh, if you want Marquette to win, then you will be voting for Marquette, Camille. And you'll also be voting for your favorite built bar at <laughs> builtmarchmadness.com. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into the draw where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of build. It does not get any better than that. You think the Bucks winning the title would be nice, uh, but uh, getting a free box of built bar would be even better. And not only that, one locked on fan will win a 12th month subscription to built to have built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. I can't even believe this. You've got to try built built the best protein bar ever. They're so amazing. You won't even think they're good for you. They're healthy, high in protein, low in sugar. Built MarchMadness.com. Vote for your favorites and get yourself some free built bars for the postseason run. Uh, and now that I'm almost out of energy, uh, let's talk about our friends over at FanDuel just for a little bit here quickly because we are nearly at the postseason, so the perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one Sportsbook has arrived. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers to threes drained. Bucks currently the favorites for the title. Giannis, third favorite for the MVP. Maybe you see some value there if you still think that he can get it. Brooke Lopez is the favorite for Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, but you can get everything from the daily games to the big picture stuff. Don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Uh, we should just have a quick note here. We did ask, uh, have someone ask, and you mentioned the injury report for this game tomorrow. So the Bucks also uh, did sign Myers Leonard uh, through the rest of the season. And the reason I mentioned that is because, as you quite rightly pointed out, and I had not looked at yet, uh, Brooke Lopez does surface on the injury report for this game against Indiana, questionable with left ankle soreness. Uh, as we said, he's only missed one game all year. So, you know, do what you need to do with Brooke Lopez. Uh, Goran Dragic is questionable with that left knee soreness. Had a few people ask. I guess he's, you know, I mean, he's old. I, I still figure at some point, Camille, they want to see Goran Dragic out there. So I expect him to play at some point here. And Grayson Allen is the only player that is absolutely out. But at least from the injury report, it looks like Giannis is in, Drew's in, Chris is in at this stage, around 24 hours away from the game. But if we look at the depth, and, and this is where it gets interesting because I, I just go through the stats page as I'm looking at it right now. Giannis, Drew, Brooke, Chris, Bobby, Grayson, Javon, Pat, Joe, and Jay Crowder. Wesley Matthews is in that mix as well. So that's 12 guys. That's not including, you know, I don't know if Goran Dragic has any minutes to play, but that's 12 guys. So when people say, is there a concern about the rotation? I think not. I still lean heavily in the belief that Bud has proven over the last two postseasons and he proved in the championship run that Bryn Forbes, okay, you won us the series in, against mm-hmm. Miami. But that doesn't mean you get minutes in the second round. Uh, Bobby Portis, sorry, this Brooklyn series is not for you. 
you're sitting out. We'll catch you in the NBA finals. So I, I do think that Bud will make those moves. In the bubble, it was absolutely a concern. He, yeah. he should have played those guys more, and it was problematic. But I think he learned from that. And I think we've seen that he is willing to bench guys. I understand people get concerned about Grayson Allen last year, but the Bucs were also desperately short for depth. I don't know what else you were supposed to do. People will still say Javon Carter, he's been awesome this year, but I'm not sure he was making any difference last year. So I actually, and maybe I'll be proven wrong, but I've got a lot of faith in the fact that when push comes to shove, Bud ain't messing around with this rotation. So your your point about the finals run is on point. Like that is something that I think more Bucks fans should remember that happened. Brent Forbes, we watched him scorch Miami. We did not see him anymore. Uh, Bobby did sit out in that Brooklyn series. So that's a great reminder. And when I think about the the, the rotation and everything, one thing about having depth that's a positive is when you think about like that Grayson Allen matchup. So when you have all of this depth, you have options of how you want to attack the opponent. So if you are aware that, hey, against Boston, Grayson Allen won't be our our best option here. Let's see what Wes can do. Let's see what Jay can do. Let's see what Joe can do. Whoever else you're going to throw in there instead, you have the option to do that. And me personally, where I land with Bud at this moment I haven't thought about his coaching, which means he's doing a good job because I haven't had to think too much about it. Um, last year, I was when people saying like, well, clearly Grayson Allen isn't working. Let's see what Javon Carter could do. Not sure if that would have swung the series one way or another, but that was one where I was like, that's something we can do because we don't have any additional, like your only option really right now is Javon or it's Grayson. Let We see Grayson's not working. Why don't we see what Javon can do? But also to Javon's credit, uh, you can see the work that he put in this offseason, and he has elevated his game. He is a role player that I think is going to be able to play a crucial part in the playoffs as much as a role player can. Um, so I'm going to be interested to see what matchups, you know, you'll see him in. But again, I haven't thought too much about Bud's rotations or coaching this season. So for me to say my only concern of the team is health or rotations just goes to say, like, again, I think this team is can win a championship I think it's right there for the taking and what you mentioned earlier as well as seeing them getting serious as we're getting closer to the playoffs it was kind of like all-star break came and it's like okay we know now it's really time to gear up we know what we're here for we made it through October November December January and now we're getting ready for that playoff push as they always say wanting to build good habits continue building continue building till we get to where we're trying to get to and one thing about the rotation that I have a good feeling about it's just around the fact that we have so many vets who all seem to be aware that, Hey, every night might not be my night, but as long as we're the good of the team and we're winning, I don't have any problem with that. And as long as they can keep that chemistry in the locker room as the playoffs go on, and we might have some series where certain guys don't see the floor at all. And as long as the, the, the morale and the chemistry in the locker room doesn't take a dive from that, uh, they should be good to go. They should be really good to go. And, Roster, uh, rotation, I mean, and and chemistry. Uh, those are going to be the two big things right there. But, again, when you have leaders in their locker room like Giannis, like Chris, like Drew, like Brooke, um, who at this – and Pat at this point, just guys who have kind of established what the Bucks culture is, it seems like they're going to be all right on that front because there was a Journal Sentinel article as well with some of the guys mentioning, like, yeah, my minutes have dropped already in the regular season, but – I'm fine with it. Like we're winning. We understand what we're here for and there's no selfishness involved in it. So as long as they can keep that going um, and Bud pushes the right buttons, 
again, roll the ball out. I like the bug chances against anybody. Yeah, absolutely agree. I, I should acknowledge when I go into my bud def- defense mode, which everyone knows I like to do, and a lot of people disagree with, which by the way is fine. I don't mind. Let me know in the YouTube comments what you think about all these uh, conversations that we've had on today's show. I think a big source of the frustration last year was playing George Hill, who was injured. Yes. And so there is the idea that Bud has his favorites, right? So I, I want to acknowledge that because that is a, a fair criticism last year. George Hill clearly was not healthy and probably shouldn't have played. Mm-hmm. I think it was just a desperation to have a little bit more size on the floor. That's that's how I uh, you know, explain it in my own head anyway. So a guy that has been brought up a little bit uh, has been Pat Connaughton. I mean, he's done it in the biggest moment. So I really do trust Pat. It's been an interrupted season. Of course, he's down to 33% from three. And you want to see that start to come up over these next couple of weeks. He's still got some time. But he is absolutely a, a Bud favorite. Bud will play him 25 to 30 minutes a game in the postseason. No worries at all. He's versatile. And so I totally understand why he does it. But you would like to see him knock down some shots. And I guess that's my final point for today's pod. The three-point percentage... Let's knock down some threes in the postseason, guys. Let's make it happen because if they do, you just feel like this team is going to be really, 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 really difficult to beat if they're knocking down those threes because they've made it hard for themselves uh, in the past. All right. Let's wrap this up. Check out the Locked On Game to Game podcast on your Locked On NBA feed. Get all the news, stats, info, analysis from across the league from your local Locked On experts. That's Locked On Game to Game on your Locked On NBA feed. Camille, Three games at home, Bucks and Pacers, Bucks and Raptors, Bucks and Spurs. You get into any of these games? What's going on the next week? No, I won't be at the arena. I got some events and and people to see, things to do. So I'll be catching oh, you're you. You're popular. You're you're popular. We know that on the social scene. I've heard. I have heard it across Milwaukee. Don't worry about that. You heard from the wrong people. They're 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 feeding you false information, Ken. <laughs> No, no, not at all. All right, Camille, you're a star. We love it when we get to hang out with you on this show. Uh, As I said, get on YouTube, drop a comment, like, and let us know positive or negative thoughts on all the things we've discussed. Uh, We love the debate. And as I said, if you subscribe, uh, it helps us and it continues to grow the show. Uh, So we love that. We appreciate it. We'll be back post-game after Bucks and Pacers tomorrow. The Bucks looking to keep the streak, the new streak, rolling. 